Welcome to Jayan.tv Podcasts. Here we cover topics on living spirituality, deep territory ranging from the heart of the human condition to the most mundane and practical affairs of modern life. Our guest is one of the most provocative and inspiring speakers of our time. Medicine man, healer, tribal leader, visionary, philosopher, just several of the names attributed to Jayan's work. Jayan delivers unscripted discourses packed with living knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll see you on the inside. Well, you know uh, the subject of homosexuality is taboo, so why do the guys don't want to talk about that with themselves? If you have good friends at some point, if you're really good friends, maybe you'll address that. Uh, as a man, to be identified as a homosexual has always represented for him the, a failure as manhood and a betrayal to manhood. So, generally, let's be, uh, what's the word? They have an expression for this is heteronormative. Let's be heteronormative for the sake of the conversation, okay? In a heteronormative state of mind, when men are together, we expect the guys to be guys, that means heterosexual, and men to grow in their manhood, use each other as tools to forge themselves and grow in their power as men. And the height of accomplishment of a man is women, because the real woman nature only opens and surrenders in the face of a real man. And real man is not brute or aggressive, it's gentle strength, strong and gentle. That means you're very powerful, but your heart is pure. So that offers the woman a place where she can rest and truly open herself. So that's why the prize has always been traditionally for the man, the woman, because that means if I've achieved manhood, I can have a woman. Otherwise, I cannot have a woman. I can force myself upon a woman. That's easy because she's weaker than me. Let us say, and she's not, let's say in a context where she's not protected, I can invade this colony and I just take what I want. But she hasn't given herself to you. So you haven't proved your manhood A to yourself and B to the community and C to her. You just force yourself. That doesn't count. That's just barbaric. And that's, that's the only word that comes to mind, but it's not the right word. It's like, that's pathetic. Because the whole point is, as a man is to grow in manhood, to achieve the power of man, so that you can interact. And a woman has, to, has her own training in womanhood and has to achieve the, the power of womanhood also, because she can have her own treacherousness ways also, right? That's the point. So if, if it's like you, you study for an exam. You study the exam because you want to master the knowledge. If you cheat, what's the point? You're an idiot. You still don't know the knowledge. You can't apply it. You're a moron. But you pass your exam only on the outside. So manhood is, is, a, is an actual power that has to be mastered. And the fruits of that is the capacity to be in a genuine interaction with a woman. You could cheat. You could look like a man on the outside. But you can't ever cheat her. Ever. That's the secret of nature. You cannot ever cheat the womb. It's instinctive nature knows the truth. It's survival depends on being able to detect truth or not truth. 
Now, of course, men with their are going to try to find ways to hack into her biology so that they can get something without having to give something or ha without having have achieved true manhood. But that's because she's diseased and kid yourself not, she knows and she's fucking you in another way that you don't know. You cannot ever achieve the goddess spirit point blank. No matter how smart the scientist thinks he is, that he can run nature, he never has. She's just letting him while she's playing him in a way that he cannot fathom because his little intellect doesn't understand the underworld. He's an idiot. He's getting entangled in a web that he cannot even imagine. Anyways, the point of manhood in a, in a, in a let's say, in a more organic, natural way is to grow in a position of manhood. Homosexuality has always represented in the past or in a natural state something that's disaligned in a man's manhood. It's always been understood that way. Now each tribe would react to it in a different way, but that's what it always represents. That means this man is not behaving like a man. Today our culture has changed. It's evolved. It's become something else. And its purpose, as I've mentioned so many times, is outside of the realm of nature. It doesn't care about nature's way. It cares about its agenda. And it doesn't care if you have the fetish to fuck a rabbit or if you want to fuck a horse. You're a human resource and we're going to make you into a consumer. That's it. We just want the battery energy. That's it. It's not, the system is not interested in genuine health, neither mental health or well-being, although it can be a fad to pretend that we want to sell that. Ancient traditions knew this because it's just natural, it's obvious. It's, and this is not, it's not, uh, it wasn't meant to hate somebody. When somebody has, is suffering, you help that person. Everybody knows this, but today um, everything has become a taboo and everything is evil. It's just, everything is a mess because everybody's feelings are so entangled into everything and common sense is just gone and a basic understanding of nature is gone. So for a young man, especially growing in this age, where the social narrative is trying to impose a new understanding of sexuality, where we're breaking those uh, organic foundational truths. So we want to make it fluid between man and woman, no distinction. Between heterosexual, homosexual, no distinction. Between a man becoming a woman or a woman becoming a man, no distinction. A person who doesn't identify with any gender or identifies with some gender, some like we just removing biology from sexuality, which is impossible, but this is what's being done. So imagine now, this is the culture, this is the new ethos that the system is trying to inject in everybody's mind. Mine also, it's just everywhere. You cannot help yourself but to be affected by it in one way or another. So now let's say that you're growing as a man and you don't know, nobody's teaching you manhood. The, likely, the, the probability is that your own father in his manhood was compromised at one degree or another. Why is another subject? The space and environment you're living in is, has weakened you physically, hormonally, mentally, emotionally. The environment you're in isn't... Um, conducive for the energy of manhood. Your survival depends on being passive. Passivity, the masculine energy is active. The very nature of masculine energy is activity. And within the system that we're living, I've, we've spoken about school, you say be inactive. 
not inactive, sorry, be passive. Which is a trait of the feminine energy. Passive doesn't mean is weak, it means it receives. So there's so many nuances, I don't want anybody to get confused. I'm keeping it simple and we'll break it down with the, video, the consecutive videos, so just take it one layer at a time. So our system is demanding that men in their energy become more feminine because if you're active you want to solve problems you want to investigate you want to understand you will start to look at where things are it's, your, it's just your nature you're going to start to analyze things that's masculine tendencies you're going to want to rebel fight create new create revolutions bring transformation because that's the masculine energy that's what it does so the system has its own agenda, as I've, I've, I've mentioning, and its interest is not your manhood, it's your resources, energetic resources. So it's, it wants to dull your manhood so that you pose the least problems possible. So by the fact that we're dulling your manhood, you're getting into a place where, well, well you don't fully... We are speaking also hormonally. You're like, I, I kind of feel like a man, but I have states of mind that are hyperactively feminine. And now there's music, fashion, culture, trendingness. Remember, every species, every person is trying to survive. That's the, at the essence, everybody's trying to survive. If so, if what you need to survive is to play this game, that will become your new way of doing, and that's going to be very real for you. So you need to now survive in a social environment that is encouraging, facilitating, and aggrandizing or like applauding this kind of behavior and you're being left out. So it's like, well, you, and inside your system that is weakened, that masculine impulse is also physiologically dulled. So now, well, I am also, now I can meet a guy and I can feel a certain kind of connection with that guy. Every young guy, also, every young, every bo all boys have always had their best friend as a guy. And there was never anything sexual because we complemented each other at the level of guy. He was my, my partner into becoming a man, sharing similar experiences to me uh, with the same limitations due to our age and where we're at in our upbringing. And that's, that's your dude. Never dawned on you. You've never had a sexual attraction to that person. He was complimenting you. He was not attractive for you. There was a form of attraction in the sense that I, I enjoy your company, but the bonding of men, but there was no sexuality because it was very clear that I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man, you're a man, and we need to learn and deal with the ways of men. Even This is a couple of years ago, right? But now, more and more, that's becoming nebulous. And I'm, I'm saying this, and I, I want to repeat that, that nebulousness also has a physiological res response. It's also mentally conditioned and constructed. If since you're a kid, you see certain kinds of images, and these images now are conditioned in your system, to, you're conditioned to respond to that image, then you don't, you don't know, you're like a little animal. So you see that image, it doesn't matter to you what or who has that? The subject goes much deeper than that, and I don't want to go further than this just at this point, but this is an introduction. So, of course, that was in the past. Now it would be considered taboo, and you can say that what I'm saying is, is phobic of some sort. I'm just describing 
past society, current society. So let's just be clear. And now everybody's afraid to have a conversation about that. Because if you address the subject, there are trigger words, the trigger words are associated with your, your this year, this year, that, which would now push you outside of, uh, you get shunned, you could lose your job, you can, your, life, your survival depends on being disconnected from your own instinct and not even putting it into question because something bad could happen to you just by acknowledging it. That's not even, just, yeah, I do feel this bleh, response to this. As we've spoken before, your, the biology of the human being is, is very basic. If, I, if something is good for me, I go for it. If something is from nature, because science tricks, plays with nature and confuses you, confuses the animal brain, right? Oh, I like it. I eat it. I don't, this is no good. I don't have it. This is shit. I don't want it. This is good. I want it. This is not for me. You have a response and the response, you can call it a disgust or I'm not interested. I just don't want this. I look away. I'm, I don't want that. So that's your natural response. If your natural response to a certain kind of action, doesn't matter the action, is I don't want this or I'm not attracted to this, which is the opposite of attraction can be a, an aversion to, or let's say if you act, you accent it a little more, add a little bit of chili, it's like a disgust and somebody tells you that this is wrong, then now you're scared of your own responses, you're scared of being punished because you responded in a particular way, but there was nothing wrong with your response. It's not because I, it's not because I don't like, I, I don't eat meat. It's not because I don't eat meat that I hate meat. A vegan is another thing. I don't hate, I don't care. <laughs> you're the one who eats it, right? It's not because my system responds in a particular way that I have to be anti that. But I'm not stupid. I will not. This is a piece of dead muscle. It's, this is exactly what it is. I'm not. I haven't become dumb to think that it's something else besides what it is. Now you put it in the fire or in the microwave. <laughs> I don't know how you cooked it. Now you burnt it. You added spices and you're eating it. For sure, when you're going to consume this, you're going to have some kind of effect, obviously. You can call that effect whatever you want, but I'm not stupid. I would not put this in my system. I don't want it. I don't want, nothing, I don't want to, I don't want to put, ingest this in my system because I have an aversion to it. Does that make me anti-you? I don't even have to have a conversation about it with you, and if, if for whatever reason we need to be in a meeting together and you eat this, it doesn't, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to, I don't stare at your plate. I don't care. And I've eaten my share of stake in my life. You understand what I mean? So it's not because I have a natural response towards something that I cannot behave socialized. I don't have a choice. We live in a particular kind of context, in a particular kind of society. In a different society, in a different time, there's a different response to that, which was arguably intelligent for the time in order for that group to survive. But if you cannot come at, at the foundation, what's the foundational response? And that um, automatically, if we want to have a conversation about the subject of homosexuality, we need to speak about gender and we need to speak about masculine energy, feminine energy. What is a man? What is a woman? We, but nobody wants to have that conversation. Even to have such a conversation would create debate today because it's like, well, these are conventions and they're social constructs. I'm like, well, with all due respect, uh, a penis is a technology 
You know what I mean? It's, there is no social construct in that technology. How you use the technology is another subject, but it does something. And a womb slash vagina is a technology. It's not your opinion about how that works is irrelevant to how it works. How you choose to use it, it's up to you. But that technology does that. So the fact that people don't want to talk about that shows to say how grave the, the disease, the sexual disease has, has gone. So we cannot, so people try to, will, will try to bait you, so what's your opinion about sexu homosexuality? I got no opinion about homosexuality, my interest is sexuality. To understand what sexuality is, what that power is, how it expresses itself in the masculine and how it expresses itself in, in the feminine, and then all the various symptoms of a disalignment of energy. Do you think that a so-called heterosexual individual who runs and jumps on anything that walks is a natural behavior. It, it's not because one is heterosexual. If you're heteronormative, like people call, this is an insane behavior as, as far as I'm concerned. It's, this has got nothing to do with homosexuality or any of that. I don't, I'm not interested in, door, in those um, sub-segments of the subject. Look at people, they want to study the body, which is what our doctor friends are doing. They're not studying the human body, they're studying the ears. Well, how are you going to understand the, the ear if you don't understand the body? And then you're going to get lost in the details of the details of the details of the ear. So this is what they try to do to get you to lose sense of things. I'm not going to talk about homosexuality. I don't care about homosexuality. I care about sexuality. And sexuality at the foundation, this is non-negotiable unless you're confused. So I, I, I wish you good luck, but I, do not, I will not engage in a conversation with a person who's confused about something so basic. How do you know the sun is going to come up tomorrow? Do we really need to have a conversation about that? If this is what you need, I'm not the right person to have a conversation with. There's no problem. The foundation of sexuality, as for the organic natural world, is man, woman. I'm not denying the experiences and the various layers and levels of experiences, absolutely not. I'm, I'm a witness to it and I've played in this and I've dabbled it and I've engaged in all kinds of conversations and debates and quote-unquote mental, emotional battles, exploring myself, trying to understand what's going on. But the foundation is non-negotiable. That's how creation works from A to Z. So my interest is at that level and seeing now how what happens when those two energies are out of balance what are the various expressions of this disbalance? Now, I'm not going to go tell that person, this is an out-of-balance behavior. I'm not going to say anything. I don't care. I mind my business. I'm, in, I'm interested in my own well-being. I stress this. This is the age where you should mind your business. So, again, I'm interested in my well-being. And my well-being is clearly not the main interest of society. Society's well interest is its own well-being and its own agenda and I'm a resource so this I've understood so what does that mean I'm not, I can't whatever you're telling me is not good for me I'm not afraid of you and I'm not conspiratorial every I don't I don't think like that I've understood that my life is my responsibility and if when I'm having suffering which I've had I need to find the root of the problem and it's always the same thing it's called ignorance so I need to uh, arm myself with the sword of knowledge, let's say, so that I can discern what's happening to me.
Now it so happens that the, the things that I'm discovering, or the thing any person who's seeking truth discovers, it clashes immensely with what society is proposing. And then you get to a place in your, in your journey where you're like, well, you don't know what to do, because there's repressed energy that comes up in the form of anger, and you want to be like, well, why are they brainwashing me? You haven't put all the pieces together. You haven't totally understand that you're an animal in a zoo, and you better not bite the hand that feeds you unnecessarily. That's not going to bring you the peace that you're looking for. You have access to that peace independently of whatever they're doing. And that's a big one to, to, to come to as a realization, which doesn't mean you're passive or not masculine or not in fulfilling your masculine roles within this context. This is a very broad and deep subject, so we're just gently touching base. But my interest is my well-being, and you cannot find well-being, in my humble opinion, unless there's a certain kind of understanding of who I am, my situation, and what's expected of me within the context of my biology first. Now that biology lives in the system. So even if you really truly aspire to be a good citizen of society, if let's say this is your purpose in life, you want to be a good social servant, well how can you do that really if you're squeezing your energy all the time? You need to harmonize both Anyways, if you want to succeed at the highest degree that, that you can. So, again, I'm going to stress this. My interest is not homosexuality, heterosexuality. I don't care about all these words. They mean nothing for me. My interest is what is the root of sexuality, that power expressed in the man, expressed in the woman. I'm not, I don't allow mental narratives that fit not with nature to enter into my investigation. It's clear. During the day there's the sun and there's light at night. Generally there's a cycle of the moon and it's dark. If you want to argue about that, I respect your desire to have such a conversation. It's just not for me. Self-evident truths need no proof, so I don't have time for this. And if that makes me close-minded, well, I apologize that you find me close-minded, but please leave me and my close-mindedness to ourselves. That, for me, is super clear. And I have a very... Uh, there's a story, I've said it a few times, uh, some of you know this, and for me this is an a extremely uh, powerful story. Uh, one time I met this, uh, this guy, we can say he was a client, and this guy was a homosexual. He had a very extreme homosexual lifestyle. And he came to me, I don't remember his age, maybe he's in his mid-30s. And uh, he was in pain. So that's why he came to see me. So it's no longer about I'm gay or not, but very often people who are, whose sexual direction is towards the same sex identify as homosexuality, society promotes that, so they identify now this is part of I'm gay. It's like, he's not a person, he's gay, you know? So, he lived his gayness to such an extreme that it shattered his gayness. And now he's, he's, he doesn't care about the gayness anymore, he's like, I'm in pain. And this is the, so I'm talking to a guy who's gone through to the extreme of the, the behavior of what is traditionally called homosexuality. He's no longer talking to me as a gay person, he's talking to me as a man. And he's telling me, this is what I've done. These are the actions that I've done. This, this is the height of my disease. The actions, and I've gone so far, I'm in so much fucking pain, I don't know what to do. 
And then he continues on to tell me the stories that I've gone to, I don't know, I think at one time to Peru to do some kind of retreat with sh shamans. I don't know, two, three months every day, ayahuasca retreats to try to heal his pain. And the shamans would tell them, we can fix you. Now we're talking about people that if they would say such things here, they would be in a lot of trouble. But over there, I guess they're still in the forest and nobody cares. So they have a certain kind of freedom to be much more blunt that we don't have anymore. Anyways, it's not the point. So he goes through these retreated two of those. Like we're talking about two, three months. That's a lot of money taking ayahuasca. I don't know how many times, but at least four or five times a week. That's fucking intense, okay? For three months to heal his pain. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he, he was also quote-unquote diagnosed HIV positive, which is a whole other conversation that we're not touching today. But in his mind, on top of that, you know, the, the disease is generally associated to homosexuality. So on top of that, but none of that really matters. What really mattered is that this guy's in tremendous pain and he, he cannot bear his pain anymore. That's really why he came to see me. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been in front of me. So he goes through these journeys and the shamans tell him, listen, you go through this, we're going to fix your problem, your pain. Uh, or, or your HIV-ness. Yeah, okay, now I got it. I remember. Your HIV-ness, essentially that you're, you're about to die or whatnot. And he would go through the whole retreat and then he would and then the, the, he'd say, okay, it didn't work. And then the shaman, sometimes, there was two times, one it was a man, one time it was a woman. She said, I, you cannot heal as long as you're gay. This is what the shaman told that person. Now, if somebody in the Western world, Western, they are in the West, in the modern world would say that, they would never hear the end of this. So, but I'm, this is not the purpose of the story. So the shaman has the freedom. This is a jungle dude. The guys, the girl, the ladies say whatever the fuck she wants to say. And I understand what she's saying. She's not conditioned by the taboos. But try to put yourself in the position of the dude. Because that guy... This is no longer about gay or not gay for him. He's not anymore fighting for the etiquette of I'm gay, I'm allowed to be gay, I'm gay, I'm homosexual, I'm happy. He's not in that, that's also a construct. He's like, well, what do you want me to do? That's where he's at. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm attracted, I can't help myself. It's like, I need to eat pizza? What do you want me to do? You want me to not eat pizza? How is that gonna solve the problem? And I've already tried not to eat pizza. You want me to act like I'm not gay? You want me to be, I'm not, I don't want to fuck a girl. What do you want me to, like, right? I, I, imagine, like, that's, and this guy's really looking for healing. He's in a lot of pain, and he's on top of that afraid that he's going to die because he's contracted a horrible virus called HIV, and which leads to AIDS, and we know that AIDS eradicates you or obliges you to take some horrible kind of uh, drugs that is going to be painful for you for the rest of your life, right? So this is what is in his mind. I just want to fix my problem. And you tell him that. So that, like... That freaked him out. Then he went to the second time, and the second person said it in a different way also. It's like, we, we, we can't go further than that because there's a, there's a problem. So when he's looking at me, he's like, what you going to say? What you going to say? What you, like, don't, don't give me that. I'm like, brother, I ain't got nothing, against, I ain't got nothing to say against. This is not about, I'm, I don't care about your gayness, nor what you traditionally call heterosexuality. The issue is clearly sexuality and all of that this is my humble opinion so I shared with him my quote-unquote diagnostic my understanding my vision of his situation I said you're clearly a sensitive cat more sensitive than your average individual and clearly there is a there's a knot 
in regards to sexuality, it's not homo or hetero. I don't fucking care. It's what is sexuality. And clearly there's something about that door that frightens you and has pushed you to an extreme. It could have been this extreme or that extreme. I don't care which extreme and I don't care what you call the extreme. I don't care who creates a brand of it and sells it and celebrates it to make money off of your fucking ass. It's out of balance. And you're in pain and what you're running from is a power. And clearly that dude was a particular dude. Only particular people come and see me, quite obviously. So, and I told him and I stopped there. That was one first meeting. It's light, it was just chit-chatting. I just help him see, I, I help get his head out of his anus and his obsession with sex, gay, not gay, AIDS, not AIDS, is like so small, like you, he's, he's the only way I can heal is not to be gay, how can I not be gay, what am I gonna do, I have HIV, I'm gonna die. Like that's, that's called fucking hell, <laughs> right? There's only one door and I can't take it no matter how hard I try, so that means you just told me I'm gonna die and I don't wanna die, like, if that's not hell, I don't know what hell is, right? So my job is to just give him a, a space to breathe, is to give her, was to give him a bigger perspective. It says, no, I'm not interested in heterosexual or homosexual, but clearly there's something, there's an exploration of sexuality and life that hasn't been undergone. And clearly there's a call, clearly, by where life is towards a, a deeper journey into those powers. Forget gay, not gay. It's like, well, what is man energy? What is woman energy? And this has got nothing to do with gayness. I don't care if you want to pop his anus. The way sexual power functions is within a polarity. And even within a quote-unquote homosexual relationship, there is a polarity. That's in everything. There's no movement of energy without polarity. You need a vampire, you need a prey. You need a feminine energy and a masculine energy. One that wants to give, the other one that wants to receive, even though they can easily change within the same roles. So that's, that's what I told him, and that's where I genuinely stand. However, I have to say, society, and I'm repeating, has its own agenda. And it's using people. It doesn't care about you and your well-being. It's going to use triggers so that you associate yourself and give, yourself to, give your power to organizations that now, quote-unquote, represent your rights. They're not representing your rights. They don't care about you. They just want to grow in power. It's like a mob. Now... I'm not going to say anything about any organizations because I don't want to upset an organization. Organization is an entity. The entity has its purpose and is being controlled and manipulated by greater entities that have a greater purpose and control. Like I said, there's an elephant in the room. I see it. You don't want to talk about it? I got no problem. If it stinks, I'm going to go to the next room or I'm going to go to my house, which is another building. I got no problem with that. Uh, I'm not going to force you to talk about the elephant. But do not make me... I'm not going to believe there's no... I could see the elephant. If you want to be deluded, that's your business. And I'm not in the business of forcing you to not be deluded. That's when you're a little younger or immature or you have this sort of righteousness. Um, this is passe for me. It's like, no, y'all, y'all, there's no, there's no elephant. Enjoy your life without elephant. However, I can't hang out here because uh, it smells like elephant. Maybe I'm deranged. My bad. I'm going to go. I'll see you later. If you need something, you know exactly where to find me. Don't hesitate to contact me. That's my, that's my style. So that being said, there's clearly an agenda. And the agenda is taking advantage of people. But that, event, that, that the agenda is taking advantage of everybody. It doesn't matter which denomination you want to associate yourself to. It doesn't care. It, it just puts people, puts them in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in some kind of particular sub-farm, gives it a name, gives you, now you have to subscribe to this, and now you're giving your power to this. 
It doesn't care about people. It makes it seem that they care about you, but they don't. And I have had numerous uh, uh, conversations with homosexual men and also women, but women homosexuality is not the same as men in my uh, own observations and analysis. It's a different, homosexuality is homosexuality expression, but it's a man is a man and a woman is a woman. So it's, we're not, it's not the same kind of conversation. It's not coming from the same place. And uh, well, at the end of the day, forget the subject of homosexuality, right? Forget, well, they're not happy either. <laughs> They're not happy with themselves, obviously. They're not happy with their level of intimacy, obviously. And they're not happy with life, obviously. Now, you want to get into statistics? I've looked into those statistics also. I'm not going to get into this, but there's statistics that's backing all of that also. And I've had numerous people in my life in the, who, who were homosexuals with whom I've had conversations. And I've generally, if I have a conversation, we're going to have a real talk at some point. This is my style. So I don't care what branding wants to sell you. And this is not about homosexuality. It's about, oh, there's a human being. The human being is suffering. The human being is not able to have intimacy neither with himself or anyone else. That person is starving for a form of intimacy and no matter what, where they're looking, they're not finding. This one looks for it in an asshole. This one looks in it in a vagina. This one doesn't find it, this one doesn't find it. You want to uh, have a debate on homosexuality or heterosexuality, or you want to talk, have a conversation about human beings and the pain of human beings, and that there's something at the foundation of the human experience that's deranged. I've seen heterosexual people behave in ways that would scare demons. It's like, well, you're fucking insane, dude. So I, it's, there's a derangement. Something is whacked. doesn't matter to what you associate yourself to. And for me, this is the only way that we can have a conversation without offending all the people who want to get offended. And by the very nature of what I'm saying, it's very mature. It requires, like I said, like that client that is no longer identifying himself as homosexual. He's a guy. This is how he's experiencing his sexuality. I've had a dude, he used to masturbate nine, day, nine times a day. Oh, nine times a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just once a week? No, no, every day. How the fuck are you standing? Does it matter now if he's gay, heterosexual, or he likes to fuck zoos, animals? Who cares? That's a human being of the masculine gender who's clearly in a lot of pain and is, is dealing with his sexuality in a particular way to find some palliation. And it's, if he's talking to me, it's because it ain't working anymore. And the pain is coming to the surface and you don't know what to do with it. So the real subject is sexuality, man, woman. And for the very rare few exceptions that find themselves in the middle, it's another kind of conversation that I would gladly have in, as an individual with an individual person, but it's a very rare occurrence. If you're a man and you identify with a woman, your biology still says that you're a man. Your subjective experience are respected, but your biology is man. End of story. And vice versa. So again, these are super sensitive subjects, especially in this day and age. And 
people use these conversations to flare up. They nourish themselves with being upset. What's the word I'm looking for? Infuriated. I can't believe you said that you're a horrible human being. And they're just going back and forth and just like it's and, and I understand their point of view and I understand their point of view, but they're both being diluted to fight against one another instead of seeing what's the real issue, human being, suffering, no power, sexuality equals power, sexuality in regards to nature is man, I don't know what a man is, sexuality in, is, in nature is woman, I don't know what a woman is, and these two cannot come in relation with one another. Perfect if you want to subdue people. Conversation closed. Thank you for listening to Jayan.tv Living Podcasts. For more premium content on living spirituality, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of our newest episodes. For the full video production of this content, be sure to visit our Jayan.tv YouTube and BitChute channels. You can also access Jayan's book, The Human Experience, which is available for free download at Jayan.tv. And if you appreciate our content and wish to support the growth of these channels, we invite you to make a donation. All links in the description below.